Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and life coach David Bartke here. Today is, it's actually Saturday, April 28, 2013. We're doing this for our Sunday, April 29th show, normally done at 8 p.m. on Sunday evening Eastern Time. Uh, but we're doing it a day early today, so if you are tuning in live uh, during the uh, 8 o'clock time slot on Sunday, you're actually listening to a recording. That's okay. We're still talking about this uh, this weekend's show. We're just doing it a little bit early so that David can have a little time Sunday night to go do something fun. And uh, we're, all in, we're, we're all about the fun here, so that's why when we have the opportunity, we, we kind of like to take advantage of it. Right, Dave? I mean, we've got to get out there, right? Oh, absolutely. Fun is key. Fun is key. <laughs> got to have fun. Fun is, feels good, it's vibration raising, so the more fun the better, i say. Absolutely, and uh, as usual with these shows, I, uh, I I have been doing weather reports lately, David. Almost every single show uh, I've been talking about the weather, mainly because, it, well, first of all, it's an easy way to start the show. <laughs> it's, a, it's a relatively safe topic, <laughs> right? But yeah. also because spring is my favorite time of year, and today was yet another picture-perfect day. I was just thrilled louise and i went out for a bike ride we just had a great time i mean just gorgeous absolutely gorgeous weather my favorite time of year so i'm in a happy mood me too same here it was perfect temperature and i went out for a long walk and it was just like nice 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 i mean when this kind of weather comes around you have to you have to take advantage you have to celebrate it you have to feel good and go out and, and enjoy it and and i gotta tell you david that was the big surprise today because normally we have one of these rails to trails paths that go right through our town, right near where we live, actually. And very few people were on those paths today. That's I, surprising. It was surprising. I mean, Louise had a good theory about it. She pointed out this was the first really nice weekend of the spring. So maybe a lot of people were out in their yards doing spring cleanups and so forth, you know, tending their gardens <laughs> that and that kind of be. thing. But, I mean, I was just amazed how few people there were out on the path. But, uh, boy, were they missing a good one. It was gorgeous out there. <laughs> so what, uh, do you have any wins you could share from your past week? Oh, it's been an interesting week. Um, well, we made progress on the book. Um, we've been Excellent. We've been Excellent. Uh, messing around with uh, different uh, titles, title variations and, and title, uh, or rather uh, cover photos and so forth. You were part of that. And, and we still have a little bit of ways to go, but... Uh, we're getting close on that. I'm on my final read-through of the manuscript um, now that it's all together because I finished putting it together um, earlier in the week. And uh, so that progress is coming along really nicely. That Once all that gets done and decided, then it's just, you know, get it ready to publish. You know, go, go to the publishing website and then get the marketing going and boom, we got a book, you know. So that's been yeah, a good yeah. thing. For people that, for someone who might be listening that doesn't know what you're talking about, what book are you talking about, Walt? <laughs> yeah, I, I think actually most of our regular listeners, all of our li- regular listeners know about this book that's coming out. Uh, it's essentially a collection of stories where the law of attraction and where connecting into personal insight play a major role in producing unexpected and often uh, seemingly fantastic and amazing results. And uh, so we have a collection of I believe it's 56 stories written by 39 authors, most of whom are life coaches or equivalent. So these are some stories by some people who really know their stuff. And the stories are great. There are some really, really good stories in it. David, you've got a couple of them in there. And uh, yeah, 
Yeah, this is this is going to be quite the quite the book. I think that this book has a real chance to be not just an Amazon bestseller, um, which actually doesn't take a lot. You have to be number one in a category on Amazon for you know some period of time during a day, and and you're a bestseller, right? Um, but <laughs> yeah. this actually has a but chance still, to be that's, even that's bigger still than that. Good, though. Oh, it is good. It's, good. it's very good. Yeah, uh, I don't mean to to say that it isn't. <laughs> but this is something that I think could actually get even bigger than that. I mean, if the if the energy is aligned right and, and we're all really on you know on our best game and so forth when we're talking about it with friends and people we know and so forth, I honestly believe this is a book that could catch on. All it needs is to have that you know critical number of people see it and read it and enjoy it and tell others about it, and you know then you get the uh, word of mouth thing going. That could happen with this book. This book is going to be just that good. So it's it's an exciting process. And yeah, and I'm excited about it too, not just to read the stories, but just so people can see like, oh wow, like law of attraction really does exist and look look at these wonderful results that all these people had. And if all these people had these kind of results, then a lot more must have too. Oh absolutely, yeah. Well, we already know, I mean those of us who are deeply into it, that the law of attraction always is acting on everything that goes on in our lives. So, I mean, everything that happens yeah. in our lives is a manifestation. But it is helpful to see stories and to read stories that illustrate it in dramatic ways, that illustrate ways that, you know, law of attraction produces results that we just couldn't possibly predict. And yet, there they are. The most wonderful result that, that we were looking for in that particular story happens. You know, so that that's, I think, what the big value is. That plus the fact... These are entertaining stories. These, I mean, we know what stories are like, right? We know how, how useful stories are in our lives, how popular they are. People love storytelling, right? Well, this is some pretty good storytelling that's being done in this book. So no matter how you look at it, whether you look at it as a vehicle for entertainment, maybe something to keep on the coffee table to you know read a story periodically, maybe something to keep at the bedside table so you can read a story every, each night before you go to bed. Whichever way you look at it, it's going to be both inspiring and entertaining in the same space and that's a pretty rare combination oh absolutely that, that's a really good win that you're making really really good progress on getting yeah. out there yeah oh yeah that's we're making we're, we're making really good progress um Yay. interestingly enough louise and i just before we did this broadcast you and i we were watching a copy of the movie based on the book the celestine prophecy which, of course, was another book that, you know, more than uh, two decades ago came out and was self-published by the author, James Redfield, and became a phenomenon, despite the fact that none of the established publishing houses wanted to touch it. <laughs> but it became a phenomenon anyway. And I'm thinking, you know, there's a parallel. You know, uh, if, if this book does as well as I think it could do, it could be, in a sense, another Celestine prophecy. It just finds its own audience and gets really, really big. Absolutely, absolutely. Which would be a lot of fun, to say the least. <laughs> yes, yes. Any, really, other, any other good wins to report? Uh, yeah, the um, I hired, uh, about a month ago, I hired some programmers to write some software for my wife's gardening business because one of the key oh, yeah. elements of that business is that we need to be able to schedule jobs and, and assign gardeners to do the work and, and track it and... and uh, basically have a common calendar that everybody can access. And we have software uh -huh. currently, off-the-shelf software. You know, it's a service, actually, that you can buy called Jobber. And it, it does an okay job. 
But what we want to do is, first of all, we want software that is more customized to what it is that we do instead of having to, you know, fit a round peg into a square hole and just use whatever the default software does. But right. more than that, right. we want to build a platform um, that we can add other things in, like invoicing and estimating and all this other stuff. And none of the established packages out there really do it the way we need to do it. So we figured let's write our own software. Well, we've got people who've been working on that, and that software is due to be finished on Monday. I have been doing uh, a lot of what is known as the alpha testing, the testing during the development with the developers, uh -huh. and it's coming along really nicely. I don't know if we'll actually hit the, the Monday deadline, but it's going to be very close to that. So we're going to have brand Fantastic. new software. So, yeah, there's another win that's been going on right there. And I was working on yeah. that actually on Friday. So, yeah. How, how about you? Very What's going good. on? Any Anything exciting or interesting going on? Well, I had some really good wins. I had like a lot of, um, I guess, more typical ones where I went somewhere and I got the parking spot like right in front of. Oh, the right old parking, of, stats, the parking spot uh, acquisition <laughs> through the Law of Attraction. Yeah, I that, love that game. I like, I like to call those Doris Day spots. I got a Doris, Doris Day, Day spot. <laughs> and, that's, and that's because, and a friend of mine had told me this a while ago, so whenever I got one, I go, oh, I got the Doris Day, because in all her movies, whenever she pulls in somewhere, there's always that spot, right? Don't one spot. Yes, <laughs> that's she true. Pulled. She pulls her car, so every time I get a spot, I'm like, oh, I got the Doris Day spot. <laughs> you do it without the benefit of the director saying, clear that spot. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, we ha we all have a director. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so those were fun because, uh, I mean, even today I went somewhere and the lot was full. And I thought, oh, I really want a spot. And as I turned the corner, this very second car in, I saw their brake lights go on and I stopped let them pull out and i went right in mm, very <laughs> so nice like, yay yeah and what else um oh i got a few more new clients so that's always really a good. few more new clients that's uh -huh. always good yeah i know i know and if someone's listening and doesn't know uh i'm a law of attraction life coach so when i say that that's what i mean by that i got a few more coaching clients and um yeah actually so it was a really it was what I was just going to say, actually, I wanted to point out all of my co-hosts are life coaches. I make it a point to bring in people who are very, very skilled at this. So you can be sure, no matter which episode you're listening to, you're listening to me talking <laughs> yes. to somebody who really knows their stuff. And David really knows yes. his stuff. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, but, and overall, it was just a really good week. So Very a of, good. A lot of good things, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Well, let's see. We are working on one of the many... Abraham books by Esther and Jerry Hicks. This one is The Astonishing Power of Emotions, and we've been working on it for a few months now, haven't we? And we've been making some pretty good yeah. progress. We're on part two, and part two has a series of examples to illustrate the basic concepts that they've been presenting in the first part of the book. And the, the last example we worked on was actually over the course of three shows spread out over like five weeks with a couple of interruptions in the middle. <laughs> but uh, that example was about uh, people who have trouble losing weight. This one, we are now on a new example, example three. This is on page 67 of the uh, paperback version of the book. And that example is called My Children Fight Constantly and They Are Driving Me Crazy. This is not a happy title, David. <laughs> But I guess we're going to find out how to deal with that. Well, that's the point. I mean, these examples are all yeah. different kinds of scenarios that people have brought up at Abraham workshops. And uh, 
they include the advice that Abraham gave to the people who were in the hot seat raising these questions. So this is one of the questions that was raised um, at one of these workshops. And now you can say you've been to one. I can. I was there a weekend ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I am now indoctrinated. <laughs> <laughs> I've been baptized. You, you've seen it live. <laughs> I have seen it live. Yes, I have. So shall we uh, dive right into the book? Go for it, yeah. All right. So the example here says, it's a quotation of, of what somebody raised as a question. We have two children, a boy 12 and a girl 13. They're great kids. They don't get into trouble at school, and they get good grades, but they fight with one another constantly. They don't hit each other or anything like that. But if they're in the house at the same time, they argue and shout and slam doors all day, every day. They have their own room, so they don't need to bother each other, but they just seem to irritate each other so powerfully that they're making my husband's and my life miserable. We've tried everything from forbidding them to go near one another to forcing them to spend an entire day together in one room to work it out. I actually hate to see them come home from school. Yeah, okay, there's a problem. <laughs> I can see wow. that as a problem. <laughs> that sounds pretty serious. So here's what Abraham has to say. It is very interesting to contemplate deliberate creation through the framework of interpersonal relationships, or co-creating, as we like to call it. Many people get lost in the maze of trying to sort things out when it comes to getting along with others. It is virtually impossible to evoke lo enough long-term changes from another to ever solve your interpersonal relationship. Hmm... Most people try to evoke change in the other for a while, but then either give up or move on. In italics, asking others to change so that you can feel better never works. I can attest to that, David. It doesn't work. It has never worked in my life. I don't think it ever can work. But I have tried often enough. <laughs> <laughs> it never worked at all? Never works at all, no. I mean, it, there are times when it seems like it's working, where it seems like it's, it's yeah. um, you know, producing a, a result where they're, they're changing because you want them to. But even in those cases where it seems like a change is going on, it always turns out to be overall a bad set of changes. So the net result yeah. is negative. And that drives people crazy. It drove me crazy for the longest time. So I finally <laughs> gave up on it. So continuing, it says, if we were speaking with one or the other of your children, we would not guide him or her toward asking the other sibling to change. Mm -hmm. But this situation is more complicated still. You are on the outside of it, so to speak, wanting to effect change between two individuals. And you are already sensing, from the lack of success that you have had and from the variety of attempts you have made at settling their difference, that you cannot control their relationship with one another. People often attempt to gain control of the behavior of their children or their employees or the members of their clubs, political parties, or churches by offering rewards for good behavior and punishment for bad behavior, but we have never seen any beneficial behavioral changes as a result of that. Rules and punishments that are affected from the outside usually only cause a hiding of the unwanted behavior. Very true. Or an even stronger defiant offering over it because people innately understand that they are not here living their lives to please others. That's not something you normally hear, is it? No. No, you don't think about it like that typically. No, I mean, the idea that people are not here 
living their lives to please others, that, that kind of defies some basic social norms like, you know, uh, <laughs> altruism and, uh, you know, uh, not being selfish and all that kind of thing. Yeah, it's just, uh, and it's interesting how they say they're they're just hiding. <laughs> they're just hiding that they're, their bad behavior. Even yeah. They do so much, they're changing. And, and isn't that true? That's what people often do. That can happen for sure. So continuing, it says, we often explain that you are the creator of your own experience. And that also means that you are not the creator of the experiences of others. Well, okay, one follows the other. That makes sense. They are the creators of their experiences. But we certainly understand that when they are creating their experiences under your roof, within the reach of your eyes and ears, their creation does affect yours, and therefore you should have something to say about the way in which that affects you. We also understand how when you observe a pleasing behavior in another, you are pleased. And when you observe unpleasing behavior, you are not pleased. It's like pretty obvious, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we also understand how that is compounded even more when it is your own children you are observing. Again, in italics, it is our absolute knowing that if you believe that your happiness depends upon your ability to control the behavior of any other, you will never find happiness, for control of others is not possible. Not that people yeah. don't try. I mean, there are no, dictators no. that try. They'll throw people into prison. They'll kill people. They'll do everything they can to control them. And, and they can actually achieve a certain degree of control. I mean, you, you can terrorize a, comp, a, a population into, you know, just doing whatever you tell them to do at any given time. And yet, even in those situations, the cr control just slips through their fingers over the long haul. I mean, look what happened with, like, the Soviet Union, right? I mean, that was a pretty rigid, controlled state. And yet, the wall got torn down by their own people. <laughs> you know, that, that kind of shows just how powerless they really were. They thought they held the power, but they really didn't. Yeah, it's, a good, it's similar. At one point we read, maybe in the other book, that you know we can't control anyone else's vibration either. That's we right. We only control our own. We can really only control. I mean, that can, in a positive or negative way, negative way rub off on someone who's around you. Now, of course, living in the Soviet Union probably wasn't a picnic while they tried to exercise yeah. their control. And even yeah. some of the reports I've heard about Russia today, it's still not much of a picnic. But nevertheless the rule that the control that is exercised through brute force that that rule ultimately ends up decaying over time that rule still holds true so yeah. it does raise some questions and one of the questions that it raises is is there a way to accelerate it is there a way to accelerate what happens um, when people who are trying to control each other fail and I think that's part of what's going to be answered here. But it doesn't directly answer it because what we're really also talking about, obviously, is this family with two dysfunctional kids who are basically tearing each other apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that that's really what we're, we're addressing here. But nevertheless, it's interesting how the, the issues uh, do overlap. So it says, there are many who spend their entire lifetimes attempting to gain control of another, only to discover that absolute control of another requires the giving up of much of their own freedom as they turn their undivided attention toward that impractical effort that wastes their life experience because it runs cross-current to the laws of the universe. Parents often feel such a strong need to guide their children that these words are hard for them to hear. Yeah, that would make sense. 
for they believe that they have been entrusted with the care and guidance of their children, so they are often looking for the best way to provide them with some guidance. It is our desire that you come to understand that when you take the time to become fully aligned with all that you are before you attempt to offer your guidance, your influence is much more powerful. We should probably take a moment to kind of address that for a second. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. First of all, why don't you give uh, people an idea? What is this alignment that we're talking all, uh, talking about? I mean, many of our listeners probably know, but it's a good idea to just kind of you know establish. Well, the I think they're talking about like the way they explain it is your alignment with you and you, with meaning you and source energy. That's how I take it. And, and what does that mean to be aligned? Well, when you're when you're like Esther always says, you're tuned in, tapped in, turned on to to yourself within to yourself within you when you're keeping yourself at a higher vibration and you're not just reacting to situations you're not talking about timothy leary with his uh, lsd experiments what's that well because he he did the same thing he talked about uh, being turned on and tuned in and all that kind of stuff so it sounds similar that's why i raised the question oh but was he was it in the same way, or was? Oh, he not at all. Uh, he was using drugs. <laughs> <laughs> he was using that's drugs. He was, he was getting like, high. You know. I don't think that's the same thing. <laughs> not really, no. But I thought I should point out that the phrasing may be similar. The meaning is entirely different. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, continuing, it says in simple terms: when you attempt to guide your children from your place of anger or frustration because you are out of alignment with capital Y O U oh. capital U. See, yep. I, that's, I was right, what they were talking yep. about. Yeah. Your influence is flimsy. However, when you offer your guidance while you are fully connected to all that you are, it is powerful. Now you so could... I like to think of that basically as they're saying if you are coming from a high vibration place, then when you offer your guidance, it's powerful compared to coming from a place of frustration and oh, I'm going to kill those kids because then you're not, you're not tuned in to, to the best place to be so when you are connected to all that you are as they describe it what does your reaction tend to be instead well you it's clear you come from a clearer point of view you're calmer you tend to handle things in a better way so whatever guidance or you say in this case like to to your kids it's going to be more effective because you're going to have a clearer vision of what what to say and what results you want rather than coming from a, a place of frustration. And is it, where you might, you know, where you might say something you don't mean or, or you might enforce too big of a punishment in that moment or just, or, or maybe it'll even escalate into a big argument compared to when you're coming from a higher vibration place that wouldn't happen. So is it more effective because of the words you're saying? No, because when you're, when you're tuned in and at a higher vibration, you're just clear, like I said, you're, you're just you're clear in your thinking, and you, you just come from a better place and a clearer place. So you you just set yourself up in a better way, so that whatever's going on would most likely not turn into a big thing, and it'll get more resolved than not. Why? How does that work? Why is that? Why is it so important to be in alignment like that? Just because of what I said. Oh, okay. <laughs> because. Yeah, because when you're in alignment, it's another way of saying you you put yourself at a high vibration. And when you're at a high vibration, then you're focused, you're clearer on, on what you want. 
the words come out easier and calmer. It just I, makes I, everything kind of go better. And does it change the way the message is received? I guess that's where I was trying to aim at. It would, yeah, because when you come from that place, in, instead of a lower vibration place where you might yell and scream and argue, it's going to be heard in a, in a better way. Better because it's calmer? Yep, calmer, clearer, more direct. You'll find better better wording, you know, to, for what you really mean, which will help the situation more than not, like that kind of thing. So just being in alignment actually helps you find the right words. Absolutely, for sure. Okay. Definitely. All right. Well, then continuing, it says, each time you witness the discord between your children, you launched a personal rocket of desire, one of their favorite phrases, regarding, regarding their relationship for, whoa, wait a minute, let's try that again. You launched a personal <laughs> rocket of desire regarding their relationship, for from your personal vantage point, they provided you with detailed contrasting experiences, which caused your personal preferences to evolve. Whoa, that's a complex sentence. Why don't we kind of break that that's one down? That's a big sentence. <laughs> yeah. So break, break that down for us, Joe, um, David. How does that actually iron out? Let's take it from the beginning. So each time you witnessed the discord between your children, you launched a personal rocket of desire regarding their relationship. For from your personal vantage point, they provided you with detailed contrasting experiences which caused your personal preferences to evolve, and your personal preferences are your business. So now your work is simple. You must come into alignment with your desires. So by seeing them, and I think what they're saying, by seeing your children in that state, the example they're giving is that the parent would be launching their rockets of desires of what they're wanting. And again, it comes like in the end of that paragraph, you must come into alignment with your desires. I think you should have written the book. You you said it much more clearly than they did. <laughs> well, <laughs> I am I am writing a book, but it's a different type of book. I didn't know you were writing a book. Um, oh yeah. Yep. What's, what's the title? Yep. I'm not saying the title. Oh, you can't give us any I don't clues. Know who's in. Listening, who's gonna? <laughs> Say, oh, I love that title. I'll write the same thing. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't give out the title until it's done, copywritten, and okay. whatever. All right. Well, then I, I won't press you on it. But off the air, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, if, oh what if you whisper it? Nobody will tell. You know? <laughs> okay. Oh, so, so continuing here, it says, the reason why your children's squabbling is upsetting you so much right now is because that behavior does not match the ideal that all of their pri previous squabbling has helped you create. Okay, there's another confusing sentence. <laughs> this is funny, but that's why it's good we're going over it, so we can kind of re-decipher it in a it, it's more like, understanding way. It's like one squabbling doesn't talk to the other squabbling. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> Maybe you know, it's time for you to translate. Good. Okay. All right. It says, the reason why your children's squabbling is upsetting you so much right now is because that behavior does not match the ideal that all their parents, all their previous squabbling has helped you create. How does, how, what is the ideal of all their previous squabbling? What that talking about there. <laughs> what? <laughs> what on earth? Maybe they were doing Maybe some of uh, Timothy Leary's drugs. It'll, it'll explain. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So it says, in fact, even before their birth, while watching the children of other people, you were flowing your desires into your vibrational escrow. 
even before your physical birth, you were making entries into that vibrational escrow account. So it is no wonder that right now, as you witness something utterly opposite of what you have come to desire, you would feel the discord. It is not simply because they are practicing bad habits of behavior that it is upsetting to you. Your view of them is causing you to flow in opposition to your evolving creation on this subject. I wow, still have that's a lot. That's a lot to take in. <laughs> I, I still have no idea what that means. <laughs> I really don't. Well, well, I think kind of to sum it up, they're they're suggesting or saying that even before your birth. Which right there, a lot of people are going to be like, huh? But that's what they're saying. Before okay. your birth, that you were witnessing these things, and now when you're witnessing it again now, it's it's even there again. So, so they're saying this particular person who asked this particular question, when they were upset by the children squabbling, they were really upset because it was tying into something that happened to them before they were born. Yep, I think that's what they're suggesting. Yes. This is one of the few times I'm going to say... Who was crazy here? <laughs> I mean, seriously, well, what on earth? Maybe, I know, but let's continue. Maybe it'll become clearer All right. as the chapter goes on. Okay, well, it says, If you could accept that your discomfort is simply about your vibrational differences, what you are witnessing versus what it is your vibrational escrow, what is in your vibrational escrow, and not really about what your children are doing over which you have no control, you will begin to show yourself that you can choose thoughts that allow you to feel good no matter what they are doing and when you accomplish that your power of influence will be tremendous okay well there's a little clarity there did a little bit yeah did you do you get the feeling that this didn't get the editing that the other books got i mean that paragraph was just <laughs> whoa that really needed rewriting <laughs> I'm yeah, a bit I mean, of a prick, I guess. But. I'm not sure how they do that. Maybe they maybe they just leave it as it comes out because you know she's channeling all this from Abraham. Yeah, but most of the stuff maybe... that's in their books is a lot more clear than that. I mean, that was just like <laughs> what. <laughs> so I guess we'll have to say, well, well skip over going. that maybe section. Keep, it seems to be getting clearer, so keep going. Maybe it'll even be better. Well, they're they're giving us a, a bullet point summary. So it's as it stands right now. You watch the behavior, the misbehavior of your children. You feel bad. You think that you are feeling bad because of their behavior, but you are actually feeling bad because you are out of alignment with your own desires. Okay, that's clear enough so far. So you ignore what your children are doing and utilize your personal ability to focus in a way in which you can feel good. Okay. And in doing so, you are now fully connected to who you are. Okay, well, that's good. And also, you are a vibrational match to the picture of happy children enjoying each other that you have been in the process of creating for, for a very long time. This is a summary so of what right we just there, talked about. Saying, right. They're saying, even though your children aren't that way right now, you want to put yourself in a vibration as if they were. I think that's what they're kind of saying. Oh, okay. I, like, don't, again, going back to not focusing on what is, because that's okay. not what you want. You want to focus on what you want, which is your children being happy, and I think that's what they're saying, that it'll put you in a better vibration of your children. I still feel like this was, this was written by Timothy Leary, but that's okay. <laughs> Keep going. And with all of that alignment going on, you are in your full connection to who you really are, to the resources of the universe that creates worlds, to your inner being, and to the, desi to the desires that you have set into motion regarding your children, your family, and your life. Now your words and behavior are perfectly timed. They evoke less resistance from your children and affect more positive change. 
Okay, I guess. Yeah, so I think what I think what they're <laughs> saying there is, even though your children are arguing, now this is where, you know, I'm sure 99 percent of parents don't do this because I would normally they would get all engaged, right? They would stop yelling at each other and blah blah blah. You go to your room, or whatever they're going to say. Mm-hmm. So they're saying here, no, that you don't do that. That you, even though they're arguing or whatever's going on, you want to tune in to the vision of how you want them to be which keeps you at a raised vibration about it. So that went to the last one. Now your words of behavior. So coming from that raised vibration, now your words and behavior are perfectly timed. They evoke less resistance from your children and effect more positive change, which is kind of what I was suggesting earlier when you had asked earlier, a, few, a page ago, like, well, what do they mean when you're in connected to you and you? Mm-hmm. And I would say, well, when you, when you are, you're legitimately at a high vibration then even your words are going to come out better and, and be happy, more effective than if you come from that frustration point of view. So if, that's what they're saying. if I were going to summarize this in like one sentence, I would say instead of uh, <laughs> squabbling with your kids, you get yourself in alignment and they get better. <laughs> well, you get your, yourself, you get yourself in alignment so that your communication with them will make things better instead of making it worse and, Everyone's mad at each other. Okay. All right. That's, well, okay. I mean, that's the idea they're trying to say. That, that makes some sense. I mean, they probably could have said it in a little bit better way, but nevertheless, what we've got <laughs> seems to have made some sense. Okay. So, so it says, but you are not creating through words or through your action. You are creating through your personal alignment with the vibration of your desires. Well, that's right in alignment with what we said. So when you think about getting your son and daughter to behave differently, you can feel the uphill battle in that. But... When you think about guiding your own thoughts, you can feel the possibility of that. Even in time, the simplicity in that. Uh So wonderful things are about to take place in your experience. Not only are you going to feel better right away by deliberately choosing your own thoughts, but you are going to affect behavioral change in your children with the help of the law of attraction without anyone knowing that you are doing it. And on top of all that, through the power of your own example, You will teach your children the value and power of personal alignment. To show someone how to align with source in the face of circumstances that do not easily inspire it is the most valuable guidance that you could ever offer to another. That is the only guidance you ever intended to offer your children, the power to guide their own lives. So let me me just take a moment. I want to talk about a couple things here. One thing is that there really strongly saying that when you get yourself in alignment and get your thoughts into a good feeling place and you're in the, the, the inner you and the physical you are all you know we're, we're, we're all on the same page so to speak then that has an influence on others in this case your children and i can certainly understand that there is an influence anyway because parents do have demonstrable influence over children i mean psychologists have talked about that for years uh, just the fact that they are the the providers and the caregivers early on, and even our providers later on, and you know when the kids are growing up, that that alone plays a major role in it. So clearly, there is an influence that goes on. The reason I mention this, though, is this is a very specific situation where you have parents and children. There are many people who want to offer and and experience similar influence on others who are not directly in their families and most often i find it's young women wanting to influence young men who broke up with them to come back to them 
mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a different <laughs> different case in some ways, but it's also the same kind of thing. And, and they get really wrapped up in, well, I want to use the law of attraction to influence them to come back to me. Yes. And I, I want to just take a moment to point out there is a rather important difference between those two cases. And that, that important difference is the parents do have a major influence on their kids just because of the relationship between parents and kids. Exes don't have the same level of of influence. It's just not the same. Right, nor are they in the same house. They're not even in the same house, right. (laughs) Dealing with with each other all the time, and yeah. Yeah. And as a result, whenever I'm talking with somebody like in social media or something, who's trying to do something like that, I, I like to caution them that you can only really provide this kind of law of attraction, in alignment, vibrational influence over another, if that other person is in some way open to being influenced. If that person is in a mindset or, or is in a, a uh, in alignment, so to speak, or out of alignment, where they're just not even open to the possibility of it, your influence isn't going to do a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I've actually had people call me through the years who do who say they want to attract a particular person right know who it is and all that kind of thing yep can can we do that like can can we work on that Mm -hmm. and i say yes of course we can work on that but i'm not going to guarantee you it's going to be that person it might be someone else that comes along that guess what might be better than that person Mm -hmm. you don't realize yet (laughs) it might be that person but it could be someone else you don't you don't even know about yet because we can never really be sure to what degree that influence is going to be in alignment with what that other person has in mind. That other person yeah. may have closed the door in their mind to you know, reconnecting with you. If they've closed the door, you can influence them all you want. That door ain't opening. It's just not exactly. going to. You know? Exactly. Now, I make that point, and I want to bring it back to this story. Uh, I make that point to show that what we're talking about here is influence, not control. We're not talking about using the law of attraction to control another. We're using a, no. the law of attraction to influence another. So even with your children, you can't control them with the law of attraction. You can influence their behavior for the good if you follow what uh, Abraham is doing here, is, is talking about here, if you follow that at, at, and put it into practice in your life. But it doesn't guarantee that you're going to be able to control their behavior. They're still in control of their own no. behavior. They, they still have that power. What you're hoping to do you know, is to in- influence it. And what's interesting, now that I'm thinking about it, because we're talking about it, the clients that I do have and have had in the past that do have children, mm-hmm. by through you know through coaching, they're they're usually for the first time learning how to keep their vibration higher than higher than they ever have mm-hmm. before in their lives. And I will say that they've all said that their relationship with their children has improved since coaching mm-hmm. and and we weren't even necessarily working on that right it was just because they it's just because after weeks and you know of, of the coaching and them de- deliberately keeping themselves at a high vibration and not taking on as much resistance they're at a higher vibration which in turn has caused a better relationship with people in their family so and that does make sense because like we said parents have a lot of influence over their children in most cases. There are a yeah. few rare cases, rare exceptional cases, where 
you know, the breach is so big between the parent and the child that, you know, it's just not going to be closed in any short period of time. It's, if it's going to be closed at all, it's going to take a lot of work by both parties over a long period of time. So in those instances, it's probably asking a little bit much for everything to come into alignment and everything to work out. But with that proviso out of the way, that, that's all I, was, all I was trying to do is to point out this isn't going to be a blanket thing. But in most cases, because of that relationship between parent and child, in most cases, if you get into alignment, you are going to have that positive influence. As wouldn't that, wouldn't that be amazing if, <laughs> and what, you know, whether it's a parent and child or sibling to sibling or friend to friend, where there was something, some kind of tension going or arguing going, where you really did get yourself in alignment and yeah. a higher vibration? Oh, that would be very so cool. You did. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be very, very good. Where you were were that aware that you're like, wait a minute, I have to do something here Mm -hmm. (laughs) before you carry on. And it would just be so helpful. Well, not just in in situations like that, in every aspect of our lives. That's one thing that the whole segment intending thing is all about, right? And I've noticed... Do you? Yeah. Well, I've noticed in those situations where I have done it fairly consistently, it is very effective. It's a very it effective is. way of getting, yes, you know, reminding ourselves, get into alignment before we do anything. And when we get into alignment first, when I get into alignment first, it, I have a much higher success rate of whatever it is yeah. I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You've noticed the same thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So, so <laughs> there is a lot to be said for this getting into alignment thing. In fact, I have a theory that I'm working on that, it's, it's not really my theory. It's, it's kind of an extension of Abraham's theory, so to speak. But my theory is that the more in alignment we are, the more likely we're going to successfully manifest something. Absolutely, 100% for sure. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. So next in the book, they actually give us a an upstream-downstream uh, set of examples to show how we basically keep ourselves out of alignment and end up paddling upstream, so to speak, uh, because that's a that's the metaphor they've been using throughout the book, right? The upstream-downstream approach. Yeah, uh, something, if something is upstream, it's more difficult and harder. If something is downstream, it's the right direction. It feels easy. It's good. And, so and, kind of... and the message is most often when we don't um, get ourselves into alignment, it's as if we're paddling upstream. We're, we're, we're trying to do it. We're trying to make things happen rather than align to get them to happen. So, yeah, and, it just, it, and you can tell it doesn't feel that great. It's no, it doesn't. No. Yeah. And they give some examples here. They say, let us begin the downstream, upstream, upstream, downstream process. And as always, you begin where you are, for you cannot begin other than where you are. So here are some of the uh, upstream thoughts that the parent may be thinking before they get themselves into alignment. My children are driving me crazy. <laughs> they I think f- every parent has had that thought. <laughs> yeah, probably, I imagine. They fight constantly. I can't find a way to stop them. They won't listen to me. Someday they'll regret the way they've treated each other. I don't know what to do. I've tried everything I can think of. Yeah, those sound pretty upstream. Yeah. And then it says, it is natural that as you begin, your statements would be pointed upstream. But remember that your work in this process is not just to state the obvious or to try to figure out what action you could offer to change things. Your work is simply to find some relief for yourself in your own thoughts. Even the slightest feeling of relief is an indication that you have released some resistance, and with much less effort than trying to affect any sort of change of behavior in another, you can release your grip on the oars, and your boat will turn into the downstream flow. 
More statements of relief will begin to occur to you, and in time you will be flowing merrily along towards seeing an improvement in the behavior of your your children. Your power of influence, your ability to evoke different behavior from others, is contingent upon your own alignment with your own desires. You must make yourself feel better before you can attract change. Their relationship... Their relationship is really between them. That's a downstream yeah. thought. They're probably yeah. not feeling nearly as much negative emotion about their relationship with each other as I am. Well, there's a downstream thought for you. <laughs> oh, that was funny. I thought you were just talking. I no. didn't realize you were reading. I'm reading from the book. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so you're so good at reading, I thought you were just talking. <laughs> See, there you go. If you were able to hold yourself in vibrational alignment with that last statement for a day or so, that would be enough of a shift in your vibration to begin to affect change. But since this last statement has just occurred to you and it is not the way you usually think about the situation, it is likely that your thoughts will return to the more usual upstream thoughts. So in order to hold your vibrational ground, so to speak, it is helpful to try to stay there longer by reaching for more statements of relief. The longer you remain in the improved feelings of relief, the more those better feeling thoughts will attract other better feeling thoughts until in time you will be in alignment with your own desire. So a couple more examples. Well, they were very cute when they were little. That's a downstream thought. And they played very well together for quite a while. That's also a downstream thought. So a couple more examples. It is possible as you are reaching for some thoughts of relief that you will come across a statement that you thought would make you feel better, but which actually makes you feel worse. Sometimes in reaching for an improved thought, you only amplify how much you really want something that right now you do not have. And so instead of the feeling of relief that you are reaching for, you have an even greater feeling of discomfort. But this does not mean that you are losing ground in your downstream process. Well, that's good to know. Remember, they say, the way, you feel, the way you now feel is relative only to the way you were just feeling. So, see this as a fluid, flexible exercise, whereby you can move any time in the direction that you choose. Do not lose sight of your objective, which is to find relief, find relief, find relief. If a thought feels worse than the one before, it's not a problem. Just reach for more relief. And in time, usually a rather short time, you will find what you are reaching for. So now we have a whole new set of uh, statements here, and I think these are pretty much all downstream statements, right? So let's go through them. It's normal for kids to fight. Well, it's not quite downstream yet, but it's at least turning. <laughs> that's turning the boat around, right? Yeah. It is part of their deciphering of life. Yeah, well, that's true. They have the right to respond honestly to their environment. Yeah, okay. They don't like feeling bad any more than I do. Yeah, it's probably true. (laughs) (laughs) If they really don't like feeling bad, they'll figure out how to stop it. Yeah, that is definitely true. I'm going to quit adding my negative response to the mix. Ah, now we're making progress. That's a good idea. That's a very good idea. I'm going to let them work this out. Another good idea. It will be interesting to see how this plays out. Very true. I can tell you stories about that. I really have been making more of this... Than, I, than it deserves. Boy, is that the truth. Yeah. It's pretty funny how much I've been making of this. It feels good to get my perspective back. That is also true. These really are great kids. We're all in this together. I like knowing that I have the power to control my own feelings. I like the idea of influencing my dear children to feel better. I like knowing that they get to choose how they feel. I like knowing that I get to choose how I feel about how they feel. <laughs> 
starting to turn into an echo there. Your awareness of the of your squabbling children has caused you to add to your vibrational escrow. Your desires regarding these interpersonal family relationships have evolved tremendously because of your exposure to them, and now because of your willingness to turn downstream in the direction of that evolved relationship. You are flowing toward your ideals. Not only has nothing gone wrong here, everything is going along exactly as you knew it would as you made the decision to come into this physical body. You came to live life, to identify things that you desire, and then to give your undivided attention to those also, to the to, uh, undivided attention to those desires. That is what deliberate creation is all about. So, mm-hmm. not exactly the best written chapter I've ever seen from Abraham Hicks. <laughs> Let's just say but it's a, it's a good thing I wasn't yeah, editing it. You know? <laughs> it's, it's helpful. I think our little summation a few minutes ago, how we kind of summed it up, was a, was helpful. Yeah, and it does give you a, a a good perspective about what the difference is between the downstream thoughts and the upstream thoughts, and how to transition them. Because that's really what yeah, the art how, is, and how important it is, not only in this circumstance, but all the time. If you can be aware enough to. Do what you can to keep yourself at the highest vibration possible. It affects everything in a positive way. And I'm going to predict that as we go through the examples, they're all going to follow the same pattern. It's going to be the Probably. pattern of get into, stop trying to control through your actions, get into alignment, and let the alignment guide you. That's pretty much what, what the rest of the, the parts are going to be about, <laughs> I think. Well, we'll find out, right? I'm sure we will. Hey, uh, before we go any further on this, I'm curious. Do you get a lot of um, clients who come to you with problems about children? Not a lot, but sometimes. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, Like, which is so interesting about this chapter. Even the ones that came to me for other reasons, they had a good result with being coming closer to their children from just working on themselves. As just kind of like a... a an unexpected benefit, not something they were working exactly. on. Exactly, exactly. So, so what I kinds of things would they work is. on that would lead to this? Because I mean, it it, it doesn't so, seem. I'm saying, like, just by keeping themselves, by doing, like, you know, by doing the processes that they're learning from the coaching, all those processes are helping them, you know, focus on what they want and keeping themselves at a higher vibration and not taking on as much resistance. Right. No, I understand just by that. By doing that, that helping their relationships with people in their own family, including their children. But what I'm wondering is what kinds of problems were they coming to you with that you worked on to help them get into alignment and produce this unexpected side result? I was saying that's not even the the, uh, important. (laughs) Because whatever it was, whether it was to find a new relationship or to find a better job or to feel happier or whatever it was, they weren't coming saying, oh, and I, you know, I would love if I had a better, better relationship with my son or daughter. But oh, they well, that, that's what I was aiming at. I, I, I wanted to make the point that yeah. the kinds of problems that came were really dramatically different from yeah. problems with the kids. They, they just, like you said, yeah. getting a new job. And it's not the kind of thing you would expect to see a connection. Like, oh, I'm trying to get a <laughs> new job. And by the way, my kids are getting along. What? You know, or well, it's I, more that they're get, they're getting along better with their kids. Yeah, no, well, they're getting along better. But that, yeah. that that's the kind of unexpected result, and and that's why I was asking what you know what kind of stuff were they working on, because the point is, the way this stuff plays out, the way the law of attraction plays out, I have found, and I think you've probably found this too as a coach, is 
completely unexpected. We're often we often call them serendipities or you know windy yeah. paths yeah. that produce results that you know were completely unexpected. And this is another example of it: the fact that people can come in, come to you. They're talking about something in their in their own life that really has nothing to do with their kids. And oh, by the way, their kids improve. Like what? Wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love I love that. Whether it's about someone's children, just something else in their life that unexpectedly they notice, wow, like just by doing this kind of work and knowing about the law of attraction and all that, other things in my life have gotten better that I didn't even realize were going to get better. And I, I love those because it's like, yes, it, it affects everything when you do this kind of work. It's one of the themes that shows up in a number of the stories that are included in the book that we're putting together, where you know the storyline is going one way and then an unexpected result happens along the way and oh by the way that was something i was hoping for you know five weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that can happen as well for sure yeah this is serendipities <laughs> yeah, i think they got my attention more than it doesn't anything always else. happen in the moment no it doesn't there's usually a, there's usually a delay and then the other part of it that's really strange is that even when we're working deliberately on something like let's say somebody actually comes to you and says i want to work on you know my kids relationship because their relationship is terrible and so you help yeah. them get themselves into a better feeling place about their kids and get into that alignment and so forth. And in the process of doing that, all of a sudden, another serendipity happens. Like, while they're getting their kids to calm down and they're, getting, they're feeling better about letting their kids work things out and so forth, they find that they, they got a new job. It can work both ways. Just yeah, because, you know, or, you know, right. or something, or they got a vacation they didn't expect they were going to get, or, you know, something along that line. So, something not expected happens. That, that's, it's the hardest thing, I think, to recognize that these serendipities happen, particularly if you're the kind of logical, rational person I always was for most of my life. And, and so when they happen, you say, well, you know, that's just chance. You know, crazy things are going to happen sometimes. <laughs> Well, that, that's, that's literally what I would think. And then another one happens, and another one, and then another thing happens, and another really crazy thing yeah. happens. And then a, a few more crazy things happen. And after a while, you say, you know, okay, I understand that this is all, like, you know, laws of probability, but we're getting a really strange run here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, and I love stories of people that, you know, really wanted to have a lot of financial wealth and, they had no idea how it would happen. And then like, there's so many stories of, of people that created something for someone else that turned into like a multi-million dollar yep. business. And they yep. had no idea that was going to happen. Like there was a lady, remember when those Croc shoes came out with the little holes in them? You know what Crocs are? They're called I, Crocs. I don't. I, I don't. I don't really keep up with the fashions, I'm afraid. So sorry. I don't well, know no, they're just like, they became like a very popular shoe because they're comfortably kind of slide into them. But they, have, they have these little holes all over them. Okay. And um, so this lady's daughter was wearing them, and she and she goes, she goes, oh mommy, I want something pretty to put in the holes. So her mother started making like little flowers and such that you can that she could put in the little holes to kind of decorate the shoe. And then her friends were like, oh, I want that too. And then like so she started making them for her friends, and. Uh, that light bulb went off in her head like, oh, wait a minute here. <laughs> we have a demand. Million, millions of people have cracks. Maybe millions of people want to decorate their cracks. So she, I don't know the whole story fully, but she and her husband thought it was like a an amazing idea. So they started creating little decorations you can put in the holes, and they did a website, 
and it turned and I think she sold it for like X millions of dollars wow it took up. yeah and I love I love those kind of stories where like the person had no idea how they were going to manifest their fortune and then this unexpected thing happened that led to something else and then right. that led to something else and like oh my god wait a minute look what happened I, I didn't know putting the decorations on my daughter's crocs were going to turn into a multi-million dollar business <laughs> the, the other thing that, that stories the other thing that really got got my attention when I finally started to notice all these crazy coincidences and serendipities happening was I was amazed how often they happen at just the last possible moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> that can happen too, yes. yes. I mean, there's one of the stories that I contributed to the book. It's actually the last story in the book. It's a fairly long one, and uh, it's entitled, uh, I, I think I called it something like, um, cars, houses, and cats, or something like that, because there were like three or four different themes going on in this in this particular story, and they all wove together. And, and as they start playing out, I mean, you know, we needed to have certain things happen, and then at the very last possible second, all of something some ama- something amazing happened, and boom, we got what we wanted. And I love that. Three, yes. se- three seconds before, you know, we thought we were destitute or broke or or, you know, stranded or whatever it might be. At the very last <laughs> second, something happened. I mean, that, yes. when that happens often enough, you say, okay, wait a minute, something's going on here. Yeah. Who's the man behind the curtain? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, sometimes, though, I have experienced kind of like quick manifestations. But I remember oh, yeah. I mean, many times, like, I was on a cruise once and there was like a raffle for something. And I, and I was just certain I was going to win that raffle. I said, I'm winning that. I don't even, it was some kind of jewelry or something. And I did. <laughs> I won the raffle and I thought, I knew it. I just, <laughs> I was just so certain. I remember that, remember the time at the casino where. Oh, you've had a few casino said, stories. Yeah. Yeah. The machine, the, the slot machines that went up to a hundred spins. And I'm like, yay, I want, I want to win a hundred spins instead of thinking like, yeah, right. Like that's really going to happen. And it wasn't that machine, but the very next machine that I played. That said nothing about winning a hundred wins, a hundred spins. I want a hundred spins. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god! I just said I want a hundred spins, and look what happened. Boom! There it is. Yeah, <laughs> there it was. So you you can kind of have some you know quick things manifest for sure. Yeah. In fact, the, the story kind of, I really love is the, the story I really love is where you had the hand count. I think you called it. Oh, the hand pay. The yes, hand pay. The hand yes, pay. the hand pay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You got two of them. Yeah. I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I know. That was an amazing. Yeah. I was like, I can get used to this. <laughs> yeah, I could see why. Yes. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> In fact, if we did, if we had more time, I think I'd ask you to uh, relate the stories again. But we're, we're down to about a, a minute, a little bit less than a minute of, oh, of talk time. So we okay, can't well, do the whole story. It. I can tell it next time. But, okay. Save it for the next um, time. But yeah. So what, I, what we always say at the end, if, um, if someone wants some law of attraction coaching, I am a certified and experienced Law of Attraction Life Coach. You can just go to lifecoachdavid.com and you can contact me through there. And uh, it's a really, it's really great and really powerful. Very good. Yeah. And uh, I know that people who have been contacting David and the other co-hosts who are also coaches are, have been uh, glad that they did it. Even if they didn't end up uh, working out a series of uh, appointments or anything. Everybody gets something out of it, so that's a good thing. David, it's been a pleasure as usual. Can't wait to talk to you next week. Same here. I look forward to it. All right. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.